0: Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the Byword show. I'm so glad you're here. Pull up a chair, grab a chai, light a candle, do what you've got to do to get cozy. I'm excited to chat with you today because I want to share some things that I've been learning in therapy recently. For those who don't know, I have been dealing with mental health issues and processing through trauma and all the things for a really long time, like since I was in high school. And I am a huge, huge believer in the power of counseling and therapy and all kinds of treatment to help you heal mind, body, soul, spirit, all the things. And so I just wanted to share a couple of things I've been learning recently because I've been having conversations with people about this stuff and it's just so mind blowing. The things that we sometimes don't realize are available to us like tools and resources at our disposal, especially when it comes to healing. And so, yeah, let's just dive in. I want to share a few quick things and, um, I'm I'm just excited. I'm going to try to keep this brief. I could truly nerd out about this stuff all day long. This is actually the stuff that prompted me to go back to school. And for those who don't know, I posted recently that I started school this summer. I haven't been to school since a long time. I haven't been to college since I was in high school, actually. And so, um, because after I graduated, I went to Bible college, traveled, did all these things. Anyways, side note. So basically, started seeing this functional medicine doctor who recommended that I see their neurointegration therapist. It's basically like emotional release therapy. And I posted an IGTV about this a while ago when I first started going, because it just blew my mind. It was such a cool experience and I learned so much. And so... Just going through that as well as reading and researching and studying more about the brain, the mind, the body, and how we heal and process pain and trauma and things like that has just really intrigued me more and more through the years. And so it's something that I'm really excited to study. And yeah, I just love talking about it. So I do read a lot about this kind of stuff. Two resources, if you're interested in learning more, that I would recommend are Switch On Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf. She's an incredible Christian neuroscientist. She talks a lot about how our brains are wired and neuroplasticity, which is this idea that our brains actually can rewire themselves. It's amazing the way God designed our brains and our bodies and our minds. But that book is incredible. It's about how to turn on your brain, how to activate the positive, good, healthy pathways in your brain that will help you grow and achieve peak thinking and happiness and health and things like that. It's just really fascinating, especially when you come at it from a biblical perspective, because I feel like that's something that's fairly new in the world as far as conversations about the two combined, but it really is so cool. And I've said this before to a few friends, and it's just something that's been on my heart recently. It's like, you know, if God is the healer, then we as his people should have the best tools to heal and to help hurting people. And so I think it's really amazing when I see people like Dr. Caroline Leaf teaching these things because he's laid it all out in his word and he gives us brains to understand this kind of stuff. And he will give us knowledge as we just trust him and grow with him. Anyway, I just think it's amazing and incredible. Just, It's just... It's just so cool to me. So uh, definitely recommend that that book, Switch on Your Brain. I am also currently reading The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. I don't know exactly how to say his name, but it's really amazing. And it talks about how our bodies actually store trauma and pain. And this is what really fascinates me because I have been going to talk therapy for years, like on and off for the past 10 years. And I love it so much. It helps me in in so many ways. And I would recommend it if you're somebody who's been skeptical about trying, but may want to just give it a shot to try to work through some things or process. Like Honestly, for me, I love to go just as a proactive approach to my mindset because I'm the kind of person, I just know myself, that if I don't continue to process things and stay in the habit of talking through what's going on in my inner world, it will come back to bite me. I will shove it all down and I will explode and it won't be a pretty experience for anybody involved. So that's why I love just going to counseling, staying in the habit of working through things. But I had never experienced this emotional release therapy which is more of a somatic experience, like it's it's in the body. And so um if you're familiar with EMDR, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, very fascinating. Basically the idea is I'm not an expert, so don't quote me on this, but The general idea, based on my understanding, is that you know, when we sleep and our eyes move back and forth really quickly, rapid eye movements. So when our eyes are doing that, it's actually allowing our brain to process information subconsciously that we don't ever get to during the day. So it's kind of like when we're asleep, finally, our brain can take all the information that we've either been shutting out or haven't gotten to or weren't even aware was there. And it sorts through them and organizes and processes all of that. And so EMDR is a type of therapy where you are following a light on a bar and it it gets your eyes moving in that same kind of routine to where you can start letting your brain process subconscious thoughts. So what I was doing was not EMDR, but it's similar. I didn't do it with a light bar, but I just followed my therapist's fingers. And I know it sounds a little crazy. Go with me. Um, I actually didn't know anything about it before I went. I had, like I mentioned, I had just been seeing a functional medicine doctor there. And it was so wild because I had previously been treating gut issues and adrenal fatigue. And she, my doctor was telling me that adrenal fatigue is a really common thing for people who have experienced trauma because it's stored in your body and it's just weighs on you. And so she actually recommended that I see this emotional release therapist. So that's why I started going. and. I could not believe it. My first session, I was just blown away because the thing is, talk therapy, you know you're going in, they're asking you questions, you're you're verbalizing things that are going on in your mind. In this emotional release therapy, neurointegration, You are letting your body do the talking. So it was very different from anything I'd ever experienced before, but it was so, so cool. A lot of people, when I talk about this, ask me, okay, like, is it super weird? Like, are you laying down? What is the experience like? So basically what happens is, uh, at least where I went. I went in, it's set up just like a regular counseling office. We're sitting across from each other. And she'll just ask me like, Hey, how, how am I doing? Is there anything on my mind? And then she'll just say, okay, like, let's just let your mind wander, like, let it go wherever it needs to go. And I'll follow her fingers for a little bit. And the first session I had with her, I felt so tense and so anxious. And I even told her afterwards, she was like, what are you thinking about? And I said, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like I'm supposed to know something to talk through. Like, I feel like I should just have something to say, but I don't. I don't know what to think about. I don't know what to do. She's like, okay, don't worry. Like, Take a breath. Let it go. Just let your brain go wherever it needs to go. And so we did that again. And basically by the end of that session, I had come to a point where I was realizing that my body was trying to tell me I always am trying to just fix myself and figure it out rather than listen and heal and do the things that my body actually needs. And so instead of looking at myself as a project that needs to be fixed, I'm looking at myself, learning to look at myself as a human being who needs to be loved through the process. And that came from just one session of me feeling like I'm clueless. I don't know what to do, but I feel like I need to be doing something. I feel like what's my issue. I need to get past this. I need to work on this. I need to heal and fix myself. And it was so freeing to get to that point because in that same session, she was explaining what was happening in my body and she was explaining different parallels to help me understand healing. And she referred to nature. You know, when we look at nature, we can learn a a lot about cycles and healing and regeneration and things like that. And she was telling me about how nature can handle natural traumas, things like floods, Fires, earthquakes, you know, it's equipped to to heal from that and then have growth once again. The human body is also equipped to handle natural traumas like sickness. However, an unnatural trauma like a child being abused or going through something extremely traumatic, it's we're not designed to handle that because that's not what we were made to experience. We live in a broken world though, and things happen. And so when we experience trauma, it actually cuts us off from our bodily intuition. So this practice of emotional release therapy is getting back in touch with your body, which sounds so woo woo, but trust me, it's not like this hippy dippy thing. It's really just Coming back into awareness of, like, okay, what's actually going on in my body and my mind? Because I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person where I just love to glaze past all that. I like to skim over that. I'd rather just plow through, push forward, and not worry about all the issues until they come up and end up biting me in the end. So this practice has been life changing for me because going back to the parallel with nature, she was talking about how when we look at nature, we can see that after a fire, for instance, It can heal and grow at the same time. So the soil can be regenerating and we see new life coming at the same time. And that was something that was so hopeful for me to hear because for so long, I have felt like I'm stuck behind my pain. There have been so many seasons in my life where it's like, I, I can't move forward until I deal with this. But to have her say... No, you can be moving forward. You can be growing. You can be progressing while you are healing, while you're in the process. Like, that to me was so revolutionary, so hopeful, and just a huge weight off my shoulders because for so long, I felt like I'd never be able to move on and be the person I want to be until I dealt with all my stuff. And let's be honest, we're, we're always going to be in process. There's always going to be another layer of healing. And not to say that we're always going to be stuck there. It's not about being stuck, but it's just this idea that we can move forward. We can continue to grow and develop as people and be healthy while we're still processing and dealing with our pain and trauma. I just love that because I had never thought about it that way. But like I said, it's so hopeful to just know that your pain is not the end of your story. It's not a pause in your story. It's not a break in your story. It's just a part of your story and a part of your process that you get to choose to handle and process the way that you're going, that the, the way that you want to along the way. And, uh, this, therapy has just been a great tool for me in my own process. Something along with that, that she explained to me in my therapy was this idea of right brain, left brain. So left brain is logic. This is where I live. (laughs) I am such a logical person. I'm obsessed with data and facts, information, research, confirmation bias, which is something we can talk about in a little bit too. I'm just very straightforward, black and white. Tell me Tell me the facts. Lay it out for me. Let's be straightforward. And so that's why talk therapy is really great for me and for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's super beneficial to be able to process through things using your logic, left brain, reasoning to, to be able to work through different circumstances in your life, right? However, some people never really get the breakthrough that they're looking for. And I mean, again, case by case, it's different for every single person. I'm not saying that talk therapy is more or less effective and vice versa than this emotional release therapy. I just think they have different benefits. And one of them being that this emotional release therapy activates the right brain. This is the experiential side of things and something that really helps you kind of solidify the facts that you're getting from left brain logic. So for instance, I've been going to talk therapy for, like I said, on and off for the past 10 plus years. And there have been things that I've continued to process over and over again. And it's like, why am I still working through this? Why Why is this just not clicking for me? And it wasn't until I had this experience with The emotional release therapy that I realized it's because it's all staying in my head and it's not really clicking and it hasn't become an experience. So it's like you learn information. You can learn about how to drive a car, right? Somebody can explain it to you. You can read a book about it. But unless you're actually driving the car, you don't actually, it doesn't click sometimes until you're behind the wheel and you are experiencing it for yourself. So that's what happens in this emotional release therapy or or any kind of body awareness, because once the experience is in our body and that's what we're processing through, it kind of clicks and solidifies that information more and more. I hope that makes sense, but I'll give you an example. One of my sessions with my emotional release therapist, I was sitting there and again was thinking, I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking about. I don't know what to talk about. And she saw that I, my shoulders were just kind of closing in. And so she asked me about that and said, are you feeling protective, like defensive or insecure? And I was telling her, yeah, I guess so. I just, I feel uncomfortable. And she could see in my body how I was responding physically to what I was feeling emotionally, which was so crazy. And so she asked me to become aware of my hands, which sounds super weird, but I just was sitting and I had my hands open on my lap and I was looking down. And she just asked me, what I felt like, could I feel my hands sitting on my legs? Could I feel, you know, like the the awareness of my hands attached to my arm, or whatever? And then I, she asked me, just what what do I notice? And I said, well, I know that I use my right hand more. I'm right-handed. I use my right hand to write and all the things. And she was like, okay, just think about that for a minute. And this is the craziest thing, you guys. I just started crying because I realized I had not let myself be creative. I hadn't written for fun in so long. I hadn't let myself just create something just because in such a long time. And I didn't realize that was holding me back so much. And so it started this conversation about how for so long I've just been feeling like I have to prove myself. I have to I feel like I have to show up as good enough or work really hard to earn people's respect. And she explained to me that when we're trying to prove it cuts off our creativity. It like totally shuts that down. But our creativity is what fuels a lot of the good things that actually end up qualifying us and, and, you know, whatever. And I just couldn't believe that. And so she, she went on to explain how, when we use our hands, even if we just rub our hands together, it activates our parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. So we have fight, flight, freeze, right? And then we have our parasympathetic, which is rest, calm. It's that sigh of relief. And so when we're doing things like writing, painting, playing an instrument, crafting something, you know, that sense of calm that we get, it's because we're activating that parasympathetic nervous system. And it just prompted me, okay, like I, this is my sign. I'm going to use my hands more. I'm going to try painting. I'm going to journal again. And I got to tell you, it has helped so much because. I realize when I'm feeling stressed, it's usually because I'm trying to prove myself. It's just, I mean, honestly, I can say for all of this, it's just been a journey of self-awareness, learning myself, learning my tendencies, my personality, learning my mind, my body, like what's a default response for me and those kinds of things, kind of just unwinding all of that and processing through it. And it's been so cool along the way. Something else, and I mentioned this a little bit ago, is this idea of confirmation bias. This is something I've been talking about with my regular counselor for a while because I'm just going to be vulnerable here. I really struggle with comparison. And I think we all do at some point. But for me, it started to become a crippling thing to where I didn't even want to show up unless I knew I was going to be the best, which is so silly you know, saying it out loud. But when it's in my head and I'm just thinking on it, it it just messes me up and I get so stuck behind it. So we were talking about this idea of confirmation bias and what that is, again, not an expert. This is just my very limited understanding, (laughs) but confirmation bias is basically this idea that what you believe to be true, your brain is going to support. So if I believe, for instance, I'm not good enough or nobody likes me, my brain is going to be looking for things To use as evidence to confirm what I already believe to be true. This is why it's so important to take our thoughts captive. Oh my gosh, if you have not listened to my Mindset 101 episode, it's an oldie, but it is so good. And it's just really practical for helping you work through this process if this is a totally new idea. Um, But it's just this idea that what you believe and what you think about is going to determine everything else about how your life plays out. Because here's the the short of it. Everything starts in your mind with your thoughts. That impacts your feelings, your desires, your words, your actions, and that creates your overall behavior. But it all stems from your thought life. So we get tripped up when we try to modify our behavior without changing the thoughts that are triggering that whole progression. I hope that makes sense. So this idea of confirmation bias is my brain is going to be supporting whatever I believe because it wants to help me. It wants me to know that I'm safe and that like I'm good to go. So it's going to be constantly looking at the world around me and picking out evidence that will back up the claims that I'm already believing to be true about myself, whether they're positive or negative. So it works the same way. If I believe I'm successful, I'm competent, I'm capable, I'm doing something that matters in the world my brain is going to be looking for things to tell me that yeah you're right that's true and here's the evidence so we need to be really careful about what we are believing about ourselves and our circumstances or even people in our lives because assumption and and you know negative confirmation bias is really going to hurt us in the long run so this is another thing i've really been working on so to go back to comparison my therapist was giving me this kind of breaking it down for me i was explaining her to her That I really compare myself to this girl I know who's doing similar things to me, but it seems like she's just way more successful that she, it's just way easier for her. And I was telling my counselor, it just seems like it's so easy for everybody else. And it's so hard for me. And she was like, you are looking everywhere for information that confirms that to be true. And so, you know what she did? She got out this whiteboard and she, I wish I could show you the picture of it. She basically said, okay, tell me about this girl. I told her, okay, she's young, single, you know, like she's in school doing all this stuff, like broke down, like all about her. And then she said, okay, well let's list information about you, you know, later (laughs) twenties, um, married. I have a kid. I'm working other jobs. I have a lot on my plate. I'm doing this podcast. I'm in, I'm also starting school. Like there's just no comparison. And even the things that this girl was doing, it's like not even something I would actually want to do. It's like, it's not a, a better or worse situation. It's just, she's doing what she loves to do and she's passionate about. I'm doing what I love and I'm passionate about. We're getting different results because we're serving different people and we're doing different things and that is okay. But where we get tripped up is trying to compare apples and pears. And this is what my counselor said, she said, "So which is better, apple or pear?" And it's like, "Well, you can't really say because it's like, how are you measuring that? Are you saying like which one tastes more like an apple? Which one tastes more like a pear? Which one is a better pear? Like you can't compare that. Like if we're going to compare something, it has to be one one to one, which is the same thing. If we're ever going to get even close to an accurate measure. But so often when we're comparing, it's it's apples and pears, apples and oranges, apples and Dogs. Like it's so different. And we're just we're just wrecking ourselves and getting so devastated and caught behind this trap of comparison and getting nowhere because we're trying to compare ourselves to somebody who's in a different realm, called to different things, has a different skill set, is in a different stage of life, and it's just not helpful. Yes, there are things about comparing that help us. And this is something that she said, my counselor said in the same conversation, there are things about my personality that make me really competitive. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I love to be able to give my best. I love to push myself. I'm very driven. I'm ambitious. And when that competitive spirit, like the positive side of that, which like makes me want to grow and be better, turns into comparison it doesn't do anything helpful for me. It actually shuts me down. It turns off my creativity. It makes me want to give up and it's just not doing anything beneficial. So all of that to say, maybe if you're struggling with any of this, if you're feeling stuck behind your pain, if you're feeling stuck behind comparison, or if you're just not sure how to move forward, maybe these resources will help you too because it really has helped me so much. And if you've never been to counseling of any kind, I recommend it. And I know that money is a big factor for a lot of people. And that's what keeps a lot of people from getting the help that they need. But there are so many resources out there. I actually found a counseling center that's a ministry of a church in my city and it's pay what you can. And so there are so many resources out there. If you need them, if you need help finding something in your town, let me know. I'd be more than happy to help you find some resources to get you the help that you need and be able to process through this. And I'm not a mental health expert, but if there are things that you want to process through like mindset and comparison, I do have those purpose sessions that you can book at any time. And I just want to sit with you. I just want to help you like break down some of the things that are holding you back so that you can move forward and be confident in the way that you are wired to reach the people that you are called to reach in a way that only you can do. So yeah, this was kind of jumbled, but I just get excited about this stuff and I'm so excited to be learning more. I'm since I'm in school now, I will have so many things to share. Hope you're excited because I'm probably not going to be able to shut up about it. (laughs) But anyway, that's just kind of some things that really helped me lately to think about. Just some things that I didn't know before. And I wish I had earlier in my healing process. So I wanted to share them with you. Hope it was helpful. Let me know if it was, be sure to screenshot this episode, tag me, let me know you were here. I love to hear from you. Let me know if you want to hear more episodes like this, or if there's anything specific you have thoughts or questions about, let me know. I always love hearing from you. So yeah, hit me up and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the Byword show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.